Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am very, very excited. We're getting uh, the week off uh, started here, and uh, I don't know why we didn't do a show yesterday, but I, I guess we, we just didn't. Um, but I am happy that we're doing it today. We've got a fantastic filmmaker. He uh, directed and co-wrote a movie I loved. I loved. I watched this uh, a couple weeks ago, and... Um, it was just fantastic. It's called Don't Fuck in the Woods Part 2. Well, not Part 2, but just 2. Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. Um, and I'd like to welcome Mr. Sean Burkett. Sean, how are you, my friend? I'm not too bad. Just, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's release day, so I've just been getting a lot of feedback. <laughs> That's all. Refreshing the pages quite a bit, I mentioned. Hey, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Not only, I'm, I know we're 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 focused on "Don't Fuck in the Woods" too, but also, um, do my eyes deceive me? You you've got a couple movies that just um, man, what happened to my voice there? That was weird. Uh, you got a couple movies that came out recently, right? Um, Animal Inside and Stranded, also. Um, Animal. Yeah, Animal Inside came out in September, and Stranded is pretty much wrapping up its film festival tour, and then uh, nice. hopefully early next year it'll be released. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, Sean does not mess around. Does not Sean? You're only supposed to make like one movie every couple years, you know. Um, and here you're making a lot, a lot. Let me just see here. I, I, well, just pulled up the old, the old dreaded IMDb. Holy moly! Look at all these, man. Holy moly! Well, Sean, I have to ask. It says here you were born in Dayton, Ohio. So, when Sean was a young lad in, in Dayton, hometown to the my one of my favorite bands, Devo, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, and home to more astronauts than any other uh, city in the country. But that's here and we're there. When you were a young man, did you know that making horror movies and, and movies and stuff was what you were going to be doing? Were you like the film Not, at, not at all. I was a, uh, growing up, I was always into music. And uh, mm. it, so I was about, oh, probably 27 before I uh, I got out of music. Um, and it, I, I had a family and children and touring wasn't really a viable option for me. Gotcha. And, uh, my now business. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, my now business. All these people, not like making a movie, you know, where it's just easy peasy. Right? Oh my gosh. I didn't mean to cut you off. You, uh, so you got a family and you had a business partner, right? You were saying? Yeah. My, my now business partner, um, back then he came to me and was like, Hey, you know, Joe Bob Briggs is looking for uh scripts to turn into movies. 
and wow. he had been working on something, and it got to the point where we were talking about it so much, it was like, let's just try to make a movie. What could what could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? Right. right. Wow. And, well, we've, we've been going ever since. That's amazing. That is so inspiring. See, there you go, folks. There you go. You, you, you have a, a vision, a, a thought. It reminds me of one of my favorite um, Jim Carrey quotes. He says, Vis- visualization is, is great and uh, absolutely works, but you have to work hard. If you just visualize and then go have a sandwich, nothing's going to happen. You know, and it's very true. Look at Sean yeah. here. Man, that's very cool. That's very cool. So you say you have a couple little ones. Um, any any sign or direction you think that they're going to go into entertainment, into showbiz? Um, I mean, my, my youngest is a ham. He, he just wants to be seen, whether it's doing art or making music <laughs> or we've done a couple, nice. like, short films together. And uh, it seems like he has fun with that, but I think he just wants to be able to say he can do anything. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, with a papa like you, you probably can. You yeah. know, I mean, come on. That's that's pretty cool. You definitely can't slack off, you know. Oh, I'm just going right. to hang out for the summer, Dad. No, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, only a match. Oh, my gosh. I was one of growing up, one of the things you never said around my father that you were. I, I heard other kids say it around their parents. They're like, I'm bored. Oh, my God, that would be like the, the kiss of death with my father. He would find you something to do. You would not be bored. You wouldn't like it necessarily, yeah. but you wouldn't be bored. Um, I imagine you're kind of like that. <laughs> you know? That's cool, man. That is cool. I try getting all this stuff. They're the Say only again? ones that can stop themselves. Right. I hear you. I hear you, man. Well, this is cool. This is very cool. So today's the big day for Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. It dropped today. It's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Sean, now you know this because you, you've done this many times, but, you know, how cool is it that you turn the TV on and something you've worked hard on is looking back out at you, you know? That's pretty awesome. I mean, it, it definitely, like, shifts your perspective of some things. Like, you know, this, this film took us, like, four years to make. So by the time it's finished wow. and seeing it come out and seeing that people are talking about it, it, it just kind of reignites that spark of, okay, I remember why I went through this hell. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting. Before I started doing the show, I I lived I after college I moved to California, Southern California. So I knew, of course, just from attrition, uh, some people in the entertainment uh, world and business. And uh, but I had no idea, no idea, because I never really thought about it. Um, I was always one of those people that turned the TV on, and you'd see a show or a movie or something. You're like, ah. These guys had nothing going on a couple months ago, so they made a movie or they made a show or something. I, I literally thought it was that quick. I had no idea. After doing the podcast here, I soon discovered um, movie time is completely different than uh, 
uh, civilian time, you know, and um, yeah. man, my hat goes off. I can't even imagine starting a project like that and saying, okay, you know, other than like college, um, you know, four years later, here we go. That's amazing. That is amazing. Um, and I can't, I especially can't imagine, Sean, sitting my wife down and selling that. Okay, dear, here's what I'm going to be doing for the next four years. Um, I don't think she'd go for it. I know she wouldn't. She'd be like, that's great. But in in addition to that, um, we need money coming in here, you know. Get to work, Picasso. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. But you did it. And you do it. Is your is your partner, is she, uh, he or she, I don't know, um, in the uh, entertainment business as well? Do, do they help out with these or involved in the projects as well? No. Um, funny enough, yeah. uh, when we were making the first film, uh, I, I was actually married. And uh, that film was part of the reason, I guess, that we got divorced. No, I got gotcha. you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, oh man, I've I've been there. Uh, well, I always tell people I I had a couple practice marriages uh, before my current one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> took a while to get me trained. Uh, that's all I can say. You know, um, no, I hear you, man. And that's tough. That's tough too, especially being self-employed and um, you know, uh, I can only and having a family and what. I don't know how my father did it, man. With me, it's just me and my wife and, and you know, our, our pets, and, uh, and they ain't cheap, but um, that's our fault. But, I mean, they could be, you know what I mean, of course, come to work. But you, you, you're you doing this. You're holding it together, and you're, you're making it happen. That's cool, man. That is cool. So let me ask you, on a project like Don't Fuck in the Woods, no, there was a Don't Fuck in the Woods part one, right, like, like, a, like the first one. This is the sequel. Okay, so, um, so so you made it. Were you pretty sure at the end of that, when that kind of, um, after that was in the can, as you Hollywood folks say, um, you know, and it was doing what it was doing and, and, and on the stove cooking and everything, um, but it was cooked, I should say. Did you know that you'd be making a sequel or did it just kind of happen? Not at all. I was, I thought it was going to be, you know, a, a flop of sorts and uh luckily when it came out it sold really well but then it got pirated and mm. then uh we sought out mainstream distribution and that that actually revived it so that's awesome hey any listeners out there if you ever pirate any type of movie or something especially any kind of movie i don't care if it's independent or mainstream or whatever if you're pirating stuff, you're a scumbag. Don't do that, man. That sucks. Um, so many people work so hard to make these films. And I'll tell you, I have a special appreciation, especially for independent film, after the pandemic. You guys got us through that, you know? Um, we would have ran out of stuff to watch and be entertained, stuck in our houses and everything. A lot of independent yeah. film I know in our house got watched, you know? And uh, and not just for the podcast, but just in general. Um, but yeah, don't pirate shit, man. I tell you, I, I'm not in the uh, the movie business, Sean. I'm a painter. It's my day job, and I uh, you know paint pictures of people and shit. And 
many, many years ago, I was in L.A. Um, I used to be a little bit of a club rat, and me and my friends were out one night and going. To, it, typically, how we would do is we go to one club and then we'd go to the after hours club, and you know, we finally roll in about eight thirty nine in the morning. But um, we went to this, cl- and whenever you leave a club in L.A., there's they always hire a bunch of kids to hand out flyers for like the after club, you know, and um, some, some kid handed me a flyer and I look at it and they've got one of my paintings on the flyer. Oh, it buzzed me up, man. It buzzed me. I'm like, I better get in free or at least get a free drink. What the hell is this? Nobody right. asked me to use this. You know, I was pissed. I can only have that's my new taste of what you must have felt when people were stealing your shit, taking food out of your kid's mouth. You know, that ain't cool. I mean, that was the main thing that bothered me at, at first because it was like, you know, the, the one time I counted it up, it was like 2.5 million downloads. And if I would have even mm. got a pen that, you know, yeah. I, things could be a lot different. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just crazy. It's crazy. It reminds me, I was talking to a friend of mine who was in a band and uh, a big synth pop band in the 80s. And they're still around. They're an industrial metal band now. But um, they, uh, he was telling me this story where they played. They got, a, they got a kind of a – all these bands started getting these revival gigs, you know. And they were doing these uh, – setting these, these, you know, oh, back again. You know, here the guys are. And uh, it was in Mexico City. He, goes, he told me they went down to Mexico City to do the show. And they had a big meet and greet thing earlier and all these people brought in all these bootleg um albums and posters and shit to get signed and he's like i had to sit there and smile and sign and every time i signed i'm like there's 15 cents i didn't get there's 15 cents i I mean i know it sounds funny but it adds up you know especially when you're working you know a regular gig now um oh man yeah that sucks well anyway so it came back and um, everybody loved it. Cult classic, you know, and people dig it. They said, Sean, we need a, we need a sequel. He said, okay. <laughs> Let's <laughs> get to work. Um, how cool is that? Oh, man. That is awesome. There is no better feeling as an artist, I don't care what kind of artist you are, than when people dig what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, seriously. True. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s hey rockers this is stacy lane wilson author and editor of the rock and roll nightmares book series i have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians artists authors filmmakers and music historians in season one i interview phil susan from ozzy osbourne's band Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, 
just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Um, and enough to say, no, so did you, was, was Wild Eye uh, releasing on board prior to this coming out? Like prior to you, did they come to you and say, we need to make a sequel? Um, or did you make the sequel? You have investors and producers and whatnot that made this wanted the sequel made, had people wanted it, you made it, and then you just got dis- distribution afterwards? How, how did the process work on that side of things? Well, I, I had an investor come to me and say that they, they would uh, initially put in $10,000 for me to uh, make wow. a sequel because they wanted to be involved with that. So I started uh, writing some things, and we made some teasers, and – then when we go to like announce it and do a little bit of crowdfunding, um, my investor right. just disappeared. Oh man! It's and like that gal in the Ed Wood movie. It, <laughs> oh no! Even to now, what I are you talking I'm about, John? Ten thousand dollars? I said a hundred dollars. Oh my god! Yeah. So that did that did that take the wind out of your sails? Or are you already too committed uh-huh. at this point? Right. At that point, we had committed, so uh, we just kept on, and we came up with some crazy perks and did some crowdfunding, and we were able to get about $14,000 to make that movie. Wow. You made this movie for fourteen grand, Sean, do you realize that's like half the price of a car? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's a movie. Yeah, but when I, when I hear that, 
when I hear that, though, I'm like, oh, wow, that is like half the price of a car. I could have had a new car. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sean, that car won't make you any money. This will make – well, it could if you Uber or deliver pizzas or something. But this, this is better. Right. This is a better deal. Um, not only that, you've got one in the can that's, uh, you know, a hit. Here's this one. This one's going to be a hit. I'm telling you, it's, uh, this is a great film. And, you know, these are all proof of uh, content, content and whatnot that you can take to, for the future project. Well, we've done this. Here's my track record. You know. Right. Brilliant. Here's a check, Sean. Get to work. Um, isn't that how that works? I hope so. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, it is. It's. It's, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show started and um, off mic, and I mentioned to you that, you know, I grew up in the 80s. I love these types of, and this is by no means is dated or anything. It just kind of, I think there's a nod to the, the cult slasher film, you know, um, genre in general. Um, you know, you got camp counselors, and, uh, but that isn't enough. Can I even say the, I don't want to give things away. I don't know what, what to say and what not. Um, were the uh, the co-stars? That's a good term to put. The the bad co-stars. They were in the first. I haven't seen the first one. I've only seen the second one. I gotta watch the first one. Um, were they uh, in the first one? They weren't. So that's okay. the newest. I won't say anything. That's enough said about that. <laughs> you gotta watch it, folks. You gotta watch it. Oh, it it all made sense. It all tied together. Of course they're going to be attracted to that. Um, oh, man. Great cast, too. Did you know all these folks uh, to, to be in the movie, or did you go through a casting agency or, uh, you know, go on Facebook? Uh, how, how did you get all these people? We posted a casting call um, through a couple of horror outlets as well as on Facebook. Um, a oh. lot of the people I at least knew or knew of, um, mm-hmm. I'm really weird with working with like brand spanking new people unless they are showing the right type of enthusiasm. Like right. I'm not trying to say like I'm cheap by any means, but it's like if somebody is more worried about money up front versus what the project is and what it's about and what they can also Tell bring to the table. You know, I'm I'm really probably not even gonna consider them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Me and my wife were just talking about this on a totally different, unrelated topic, but I'm the same way, Sean. I'm the same. If, if I come across somebody and they're real money grubby, I, I don't want to work with them. I don't want to hang out with them, you know, because that's just, that ain't how I am. And I, I just, I find it really boring if that's the, I know I sound like a snoot, but, and maybe I'm guilty of that, but yeah, if, if that's all you're curious about, you know, Good luck. Right, <laughs> you know, like, I don't want that I to think on me. <laughs> what were you saying? Bills need paid, or I, I get that bills need to be paid in this, that, and the other. And by all means, I want to compensate people for their time. But it's like with a budget of $14,000 and having 10 to 12 cast right. members that you're going to need to film for at least, we'll say, up to 10 days. You know, nobody set up. Off it. No, no, no. Let me ask do you. 
you know, do you do do you work it so if this does become a a viral hit, you know, you you've got the next paranormal activity or something, everybody gets a little, uh, you know, taste of the pie or not not so much. I'm just curious. Not I've never really. been in that business. Because at the end of the day, between uh, distribution, a sales agent, and then producers, like, mm. I'll, I'll be totally transparent. But at the end of the day, I get about 25 to 30% of what is made wow. over, like, a quarter. So, I gotcha. you know, even at that point, if, if like, 10 grand is made... I'm only getting about 30% of that. Oh, man. And I tell you, that's rough, too. That's rough having to wait for your I, – I find nothing more nothing more boring or nothing more dull or drawl, um than having to wait for your money. <laughs> having to wait – oh, man. PayPal just did right. that to us. We sell a lot of paintings, and people want to pay. You know, now it's not so bad because everybody's got Zelle and all these different things and whatnot, and that's great. Um, but man, a lot of people used, we used to use PayPal a lot because everybody had it, you know, it's like the McDonald's of, of online money activity. And, um, they instituted a new, one day, you know, um, closed on a, on a big deal. Um, and it was, it was pretty good money. I mean, it was right around, I don't know, 2,500 bucks or something. Um, you know, if you found it in the street, you'd definitely pick it up. And uh, I'm like, oh, great. Uh, you know, that sale went through. Cool. You know, all right. Um, <laughs> you know, what bills are we going to pay today, you know? And I go into the account, and they're like, well, pending, you know. And I'm like, what is this? So all this stuff, you know, I call them up, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's our new policy. You have to wait 30 days if you make over $300 or some shit. And I was like. So you're telling me the more money I make, the longer I got to wait to get paid? Are you kidding? Did you wait to take your percentage out? Well, well, no, sir. It comes out right away. I, uh-huh. That's what I thought. And, uh, yeah, I was <laughs> I was pretty buzzed up, man. Pretty buzzed up. But you can't, you can't call, call the client and say, hey, can you cancel that and pay a different way? You know, so I waited, but I hear you. You got to wait until the end of the quarter. Oh, that sucks. I guess it's just how yeah. it is, right? Right. Mm. Crazy, man. Crazy. Well, you know, you bring up something that I think a lot of people don't realize. I never realized this. Um, doing the film festival circuit. Uh, you know, you always see you always see this placard with films, and they're like, you know, nominated or won or blah, 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 all these accolades. And you think, Oh, well, people just send these into these film festivals, and they do. Filmmakers do, absolutely. But the thing that you'd never think about is they also send in a check. It ain't free, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So if I'm seeing 20 different film festivals awards, I'm thinking, ah, there's probably a 80. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably seeing something that isn't listed, you know, that's a lot of money that adds up if you start thinking about it. Right. Especially with the micro budget, you know, hundred bucks a pop or whatever, thousand dollars, 10 festivals. Oh my gosh. But you got to do it right. Cause that's where the distributors are. Um, no, no, I don't. I've never oh. met a single distributor from a film festival. Really? I had no idea. Um, 
Yeah, I, I have a sales agent who will basically take take my film and ship it out to uh, distribution companies. Then I'll get like nice a bunch of back, and then I just got to sort through which ones I want and go that route. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. I had no idea that was even a job. How cool is that? How cool takes all the BS out. That I imagine they get paid pretty well. You know, making things happen. Oh, man, that's cool. So that's the way to do it. Now, is that, let me ask you this, because so many people, especially in, in your business and film business and uh, entertainment and whatnot, when, you know, everybody, you always hear these stories. Well, yeah, I want to be an actor, but I don't know how to get an agent. And it's, there's really, you know, not a clear cut that I've ever heard uh, answer to that. And, uh, you know, it's they, something people got to figure out. Is that the same with in independent film with the sales agent? Or do you just look up sales agent in the yellow pages and yell, see I'm dating my, on Google, I guess, and uh, go that route? Or do you go word of mouth uh, maybe, huh? Luckily, um, once uh, the first film got pirated, uh, my producer, Chris Grouski, he stepped in. And he just mm. kind of... He did some research, and he he came across uh, this company, Fifuno Ventures, and, you know, I liked nice. everything they had to say, and they weren't, like, you know, trying to gouge me for money or anything like that, so uh, I signed with them, and then they had a certain amount of time to find me a deal, or else uh, I was free to walk away. <laughs> there you go. Put up or shut up. I love it. It's like a good attorney. They get paid when you get paid. I love it. I love it. Very, very cool. Well, that's the way to do it, man. Yeah, you've got this down. You've got this down. That is cool. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic-grade essential oils. 
Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rucks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Now, I know Don't Fuck in the Woods 2 dropped today. It's streaming everywhere. Uh, you know, people are watching this and whatnot. Um, you have a couple of others that's happened, and you mentioned... Uh, what was it? Let me go back here. Stranded is going to be, it's it's wrapped up and it's getting ready to to come out um, at some point. Are you, are the gears turning for the next one? Is there going to be a Don't Fuck in the Woods 3, do you think? Oh, I've got my next, like, three films basically planned out in my head. One that I've already started filming in secrecy. Uh, <laughs> and as far as the Don't Fuck in the Woods 3... It's one of those things that, like, if the if people want it, like, I know some people want it, don't fuck in the woods, too. I know some people that didn't. Um, mm. You know, if it's the time to where it's, like, I, I just feel the time is right because I've been in that mindset for about eight years now with those two films. Um, I'm kind of happy uh, not being in that part of the woods at the moment. Right. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Oh, man. Yeah, you think about it. You think about it, folks. Eight years. Sean could have became a doctor in that amount of time. <laughs> could be cutting <laughs> on people. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. How are the folks? Now, 
you know, when you, when you told uh, your mom, you, you know, I made a movie. Don't fuck in the woods. And by the way, don't fuck in the woods part two or, you know, two. Um, they got to be happy, though. You're you're doing your art. You're you're making money with it. You're living, you know, um, everything cool on that front. I mean, it's cool. They don't they don't really understand you know, it's not your typical nine to five. Um right, which right. you know, I I wish they'd kinda look at it as, you know, running a business. I'm working way more than nine to five. Yeah. Like I <laughs> stop working. Like I have my kids every other weekend and it's like those weekends that I have them, that's when I stop working. Right. Right. But there's but when you do have, there's got to be Cheerios in the cupboard, you know. You can't, you know, you got right. kids, expenses, you know. I mean, it has to happen. Oh, my gosh. I hear you, though. I hear you. I remember I graduated. I got my master's in um, in fine art, and um, my father called me up at the time, all excited. I'm like, well, what's going on? He goes, like, I talked to the city. They lived in central Michigan. He's like, I went, was over in Saginaw, and I talked to the people there at the police department. At the, or the courthouse, and they could definitely use a, a, a court sketch artist. And I figured, you know, that'd be a good gig for you. I'm like, Dad, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, but no, not doing that. You know, it ain't gonna. It ain't. I appreciate it, but no. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but they're not in that world, so you know. You, but still, still pretty cool it's pretty cool oh man that's you've got to be the most interesting person um if you go when when it comes around and they they call you to go to the high school reunion everybody's going to be talking to shot <laughs> making movies man how cool is that oh i mean man. I, I did uh but uh the my i did a high school reunion and it was i don't know it was different i i was a uh, I, I didn't really fit in anywhere, so I fit in everywhere in high school. I uh, but there weren't <laughs> like, you know, I was real big into arts. Uh, Whereas, right. like, I didn't really fit in with the art kids necessarily. But I, I just didn't really fit in with a lot of people. The closest was um, actually my business partner Ryan Stacy. Like, we just we were. Uh, very big fans of horror movies. Um, so it's crazy. I've known him since, I mean, I was in like probably eighth grade. And oh, we really? had never thought about for that. Wow. And here you guys are today, you know. That's cool. That is cool. I never went to any of the high school reunions. Oh, my gosh. I probably should, but I don't know. I just, I'm like, you know. I can barely tolerate Facebook. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're a better man than me, Sean. You're a better man than me. Well, I just went to see if everybody got fat, and then it turns out I was the one that got fat. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. That would be me. Everybody would be like, Jesus Christ, who pulled his ripcord? Oh, my God. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Can't complain. I got an Italian wife, you know, who's great at cooking. 
<laughs> if you look at any of the animals, like we have all these pets, if you look at any of the pets, our pets, you're like, yeah, nobody's going hungry there. <laughs> nobody's going yeah. hungry. We are the first stop for the zombie apocalypse. I, I worry about this, you know? Um, oh, my gosh. Anyhow, anyhow. Well, that's cool, man. That is cool. So do you um, – I noticed a couple on, – on, speaking of Facebook, on your Facebook pages, you were just at a uh, horror convention, I believe, in Cleveland, if uh, memory serves me right. Do you go to a lot of these where the films are being shot, shown? I try to because we have a lot of titles that we self-distribute. Mm. So uh, going to the horror conventions, honestly, it's a great way to – I don't want to say stay relevant, but – to be able to talk with people, make new connections, you know, expand your fan base. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a focus group right there. You know, what do you guys want to see? Oh, okay. Werewolf aliens. Got it. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. You know, it's interesting. All of them, I have, um, and I'll preface this. I, I tell people all the time, I like a good horror movie. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a horror guy, if you know what I mean. Um, I don't live, live it, eat and sleep it like some of my friends do. And I love them. And they are, but they are into it, baby. They are into the horror fandom. And they go to all these conventions. They're into it, you know. Um, but the, ma- the majority of the people I know that are super, like, into it are in the Midwest. Have you found that to be the case, like being in that area and whatnot and going to these things and what, that there's just a lot of really super horror fans? I mean, there are, and I think it's, I mean, I can't really say, but I know a lot of, I I can think of four or five conventions that are within like a hundred mile radius of Ohio. Mm. So it's, it's convenient. For sure. I mean, it's just there. But then again, we live in Ohio. There's not a lot to do here. Interesting. Interesting. You know, the same thing I noticed in music. um, When I moved to uh, Southern California, I grew up uh, Saturday night was Headbangers Ball. It was all metal and everybody was into, you know, I'm like, oh, well, but it was the 80s. Um, But I figured California would be like this metal hub. No, not so much. It was, in my experience, Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, all the big metalheads that I knew, that's where they were at. (laughs) So it didn't surprise me that, you know, horror people too, you know, because those two kind of go kind of hand in hand, I guess, a little bit. But um, they're very passionate about what they're into, you know. They love it. They love it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. Now, are you a horror guy? Do you know, like, every horror movie and all that? I mean, I know a lot of horror movies. I, I'm I'm just a movie guy in general. Um, I got you. Know, you. One, one of the biggest genres to get into filmmaking-wise is horror, just because it's, well, starting out, you don't necessarily need talent. Mm. I mean, you know, depending on the type of horror you want to make. It just needs to be like over the top and gory. I was just so. I was just explaining to my wife the other day. We were talking about Thanksgiving, and she's like, "Come on now, that's got it. That's 
Is that a real movie? I said, yes. She goes, that was one of the people on your podcast. I said, no. I saw that before I even <laughs> did the podcast. Years ago. Are you kidding? Before I went to college, I think, you know. It was a long time ago. Um, it's great. Another reason, don't build on an Indian burial ground. You never know what might happen. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, no. But yeah, she didn't believe me. She didn't believe me. There is something. I tell you, I love it. Um, and even in my world with art, sometimes people, and it's funny because I have all these different crowds. And uh, I've got my movie crowd, like my classic movie. You know, they're like, yeah, paint Charlie Chaplin. Okay, I'll do it. You know, if you, the check's right. But when I want to have some fun, I'm painting zombies and stuff because it's awesome. <laughs> you know, throw yeah. some blood on there. Get out that toothbrush. Come on, man. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, there's something in, in horror. Horror's been around a long time. A lot of people don't realize this. You know, people are like, oh, horror, it's this new thing. No, it's not. You ever heard of Edgar Allan Poe? It's been around. People like this yet. You know. Haven't you ever wanted to wall somebody up in a catacomb? I have. <laughs> Wanted to do that almost daily. <laughs> I didn't do it, but, you know, thought about it. Uh, this is cool. This is cool. Let me ask you this. Now, you have some cool props in your film, in this uh, Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. Notably, there's a chainsaw, and I'm not giving anything away because it's on the cover art. Do you still have the chainsaw prop, Sean? Um, that was a real chainsaw. Don't really? Yeah, it really works. Like, um, there's part of it when uh, Brittany Blanton is cutting through someone towards the end. Um, the body is fake, but that chainsaw is really going at that point, and we were scared to death. <laughs> like, oh, no. This is going to wind up on TMZ. Oh, right, man. like, the camera operator just kept envisioning the chain popping off and like cutting him in half like oh it, it, it was scary i don't think i've ever actually been scared like that before just to know that like <laughs> i mean Brittany is she's a little thing and she's got this chainsaw just revving it up and it's just like uh it was unsettling <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Now, um, I wanted to ask you, as a horror filmmaker, um, a guy that, you know, you make film, I get it, but you're kind of known for horror stuff, um, in addition to other stuff I should preface that with. Um, Halloween is upon us. The season is upon us. You got a couple munchkins. Do you do your house all up crazy? Or not so much? That's work. Uh <laughs> Not really, no. I got you. It's kind of we we live Halloween year round, so when right. when it comes to Halloween, it's it's more or less like trying to expand uh, my kids' like movie knowledge as far as Halloween goes. I got you. I got you. That's that's me and my wife. My wife's into all this crystals and witchy stuff and everything. We got all this shit in our house and. She's into all this stuff, and I love it. I love it. There was this, I had a client, I don't know, gosh, six months ago, who, um, uh, it was in the area, local, so they came to uh, pick their painting up, and uh, 
And this person was of a certain age, we'll say, a little older, and uh, they came in our house, and <laughs> my wife all gossed out. You know, it's got the house all, there's, there's stuff everywhere, you know, half black candles melted and shit. This guy's like, okay, I've got the painting. I'll, I'll see you later. Let me get the hell out of here. And I didn't complain at all. <laughs> like, wife came home from work. I gave her a kiss. She's like, what was that for? I'm like, oh, you, I didn't have to have a big, long conversation. <laughs> they couldn't get out of here quick enough. <laughs> it was awesome. Here's a check. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, man. Well, that's cool. That is cool. Oh, crazy, man. Crazy, and it's out. People can watch this. No, it's on all kinds. It's on YouTube. It's on Amazon, right? Um, people can watch this wherever. Um, all these streaming sites. I know it's on Vudu and Apple TV for sure. I haven't okay. even had a chance okay. to look up all the sites. Oh, I see. I'm looking. I'm so sorry, folks. I was looking. I'm looking at Animal Inside. See, there's so many movies here. Animal Inside, if you want to watch a cool werewolf movie, is uh, at Best Buy, Amazon, and Walmart. You go to the, we have links. Mm-hmm. We have links up um, on our show page here, folks. And you can get to um, uh, conceptmediallc.com. That's uh, Sean's uh, um, business there, production company. And we also have uh, Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. Uh, the Facebook link, Instagram, and um, on Twitter as well. So uh, you know, click yep. on that, and uh, you know you can you can find this. You can watch it. It's it's Halloween season, man. You gotta if you want to watch a fun movie, a fun horror movie. This is it. If you're like me, and you're like those dopey camp counselors, they need their comeuppance. Well, this is the film for you. <laughs> this is the film for you. Oh, man. Let me ask you this, Sean. Did you have a bad experience at a summer camp when you were a kid? Because you're making oh, no. movies, we and I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't afford what summer camp. that interesting. I, I hear you. You weren't one of those kids, huh? Riding around in the golf cart at summer camp? No, my summer camp was a mix of uh, salute your shorts and... <laughs> Caddyshack, even though Caddyshack isn't at a summer camp. I just remember Caddyshack. Oh, man, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, my summer. Oh, my gosh. Mowing grass. My father, I had a lawn mowing business that I didn't even start. My father started it for me. (laughs) Sat me down one Sunday and said, here's the lawn for the week you're going to be mowing. What? How did that happen? Oh, my gosh. That was terrible. That, that's very true, ladies and gentlemen. That, that really happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Sucks. Well, Sean, this is awesome, man. This is awesome. Now, since it is, uh, you know, today's the big day, um, are, is there a sigh of relief now that it's out? Um, you can kind of – No. Are you still just, <laughs> just still worked up doing press? It's going to be one of those things that un, until I, 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 my nerves will calm down, but it's like I really want to be able to see reports to see, you know, how well it's doing. Because with Amazon and things like that, you know, you get those reports quarterly. So no, I gotcha. it's like now gotcha. wait until February. 
So between now and the end of the year, um, basically we are going to be promoting this film all day, every day. Well, you got to, you know, and I, I hear it. I, it sucks about the quarterly thing. Oh, my gosh. Sean, they're making you wait till after Christmas? Jeez. That's no good. <laughs> Kids, are you getting Lincoln Longs or Legos? <laughs> We're going to figure it out. Right. <laughs> We're going to hope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know, that's part of it. Part of it. Um, well, very cool, my friend. Very, very cool. Uh, don't fuck in the woods too, folks. You got to see it. You got to see it. It's fantastic. And, um, you know, you'll have a lot of fun watching it. If you're having a Halloween party, this is one of the films to play during it. I'm telling you right now. Very, very cool. <laughs> I, uh, and and between you and me, Sean, I love the addition of the uh, the extra, the, the new villain. Um, <laughs> I thought yeah. that was genius. Uh, very, very cool. <laughs> well, thank you, Sean. I know it's a busy day for you um, because, you know, the big release day and whatnot. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on the show. You you rock. Your cool turned up to 10. Say again, you broke up there. Say, Oh, no, thank you. Oh, anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, well, there you go, folks. Uh, Sean Burkett. Again, add him on your social media and, and, and like and share. You know, if you dig something, no matter what it is, um, you know, whether it be an independent film or a band or, I don't know, the, the baker in town makes the best donuts, like and share their social media. It really helps. It's the world we live in, and it, it's, word of, it's what they used to call word of mouth, and it's, it just, it's a digital word of mouth, and it's very, very cool. And also, in particular, with independent film, when you watch an independent film, Every streaming site has a place where you can leave a comment, you know, post some feedback and whatnot. Um, fill those out, you know. You don't have to write a doctoral thesis. Just write a sentence or two, if you, you know, and, and let people know. It helps a lot with the algorithm. I don't know how that works, but I know it does. Um, so definitely do that. Very, very cool. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight, folks. Um, we will see you tomorrow. We've got uh, musicians all this week. Uh, in addition to Sean. So got a very cool singer-songwriter on uh, tomorrow, so t- tune in for that. And we'll have a cool Tom Americana singer-songwriter. So uh, a little different for us, but that's cool. I like having uh, different types of guests on this show. Very, very cool. We'll see you then. Thank you, Sean. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. See you, everybody. Have a good one. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.